Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right, yes, we're back. It's the business end of the season, so we're coming back at you with another obscure footballer. Yes, more players will be inducted into the obscure Hall of Fame. We are here on the Sports Social Podcast Network, as we are every single Wednesday. And if you like nostalgic strolls down memory lane, we're also on Patreon with similar podcasts. For just £1 a month, you get access to five podcasts a week. With that out of the way, let's get stuck in. episode 84 of the What If Football podcast and we're coming back with another round of Obscure Footballer. Yes, it is round nine of the Obscure Footballer podcast and I know it's been three weeks since we've done one, but we're about to induct the May 2022 class into the Obscure Hall of Fame. So we may as well have a roll call of the players already inducted. We started all this process off October 2021, so we will run down the 23-24 legends that we've got in this Hall of Fame. Froda Grodas, Israel Zuniga, and Orfeo Kezaved from October 2021. Kezaved was my favourite, but we've got a new favourite. A new marquee attraction into this Hall of Fame, which we'll uh, let you in on in a minute. Uh, November 2021, which is Orlando Trustful, Boncho, Genchev, John Gope, Fenapai. December 2021's class was William Mockay, Torben Pichnik, Zan Benedicic, and January 2022's bumper class to celebrate the new year was the Twardzik brothers, Philip and Patrick, Diego Gavilan, and Carolus Andrea Matsinoro, Vance Warner, and the trialist, the concept of 
the trialist. February 2022, we had inducted Vladimir Kinder, Froda Kipper and Con Blatzis. And in March, we had Jason Crow, Dean Gore and Gianfranco Labath entered the hallowed halls of the Hall of Fame. <laughs> and on April 2022, our most recent class, Edwin Zutabia, Musa Marzau, and our new favourite, Tronegel Saltfelt, Water Player, Norwegian, Coventry, Sheffield Wednesday, Southampton, the perfect cube of obscurity was met. <laughs> right, uh, so we've got a 24 man squad of obscure legends, 23 if you count the trialists. We've got to make up a three more, so we've got a what would be a, a 26 man squad for the upcoming World Cup. Son's trialist, of course, because we'd have an army of players, wouldn't we? Anyway, let's kick off. And we kick off poorly, really, let's be honest. Harry Holland's come in with a suggestion. Dario Silva, unfortunately, not obscure. I can remember him. I can remember his distinct blonde hair at the 2002 World Cup with Uruguay. I thought he might have scored in that World Cup, um, but... He hadn't, apparently. Um, they got knocked out in the group stages. 3-3 draw against Senegal. I remember him quite vividly in that one. Um, and he played 49 times for Uruguay. Between 1994 and 2005. Turned out for the likes of Cagliari, Espanyol, Malaga, Sevilla. Before retiring with... And this really should... Um, if I hadn't remembered him, this would have tipped him into potential Hall of Fame. Where he retired with, after all those clubs, Portsmouth. Because, of course he did. Of course he retires with Portsmouth. Now we spoke on the last obscure football around the eighth episode of that podcast that um, potentially there should be a barrier um, in terms of caps for a, a, a distinct enough nation. So Uruguay, I think, is right on the borderline with that. Netherlands, yes. Uruguay, potentially not. Even though Netherlands aren't world champions, Uruguay have been twice. Um, that was in the 30s and the 50s. So, I'm not going to make that allowance for Uruguay. I think it's for like the the absolute best. So, potentially France, Italy, Germany, Brazil, um, Spain potentially, potentially England as well. Um, but you'd expect that if they'd have made so, so many caps for England, and I am English, that I might have realised who they are. So, even Dave Nugent, they can't get away from this. One goal, one cap. Anyway, Harry Holland's got another suggestion, and he goes... Miles better, Ian Foyer. Now, I had no expectations, but as soon as I realised he's a goalkeeper and he ends in Oyer, I surely shouldn't be obscure. But he is. This is not Neuer. This is Foyer, his failure. <laughs> a goalkeeping twin. Born in Las Vegas, Nevada, no less. Started off his career at Club Bruges, though, which um, is a fantastic way to... Uh, Get yourself on this podcast, Molenbeek on loan, which I assume is either Belgian or Dutch. Um, sounds Dutch, to be fair, could be either. And then, of course, where would you go after Club Bruges, Molenbeek, as a goalkeeper called Ian Foyer? You'd go to Los Angeles, wait for it, Salsa. Los Angeles Salsa. <laughs> now, I didn't have the time to look into whether this is a... Uh, a derivative or a predecessor to um, LA Galaxy, but um, I assume it's uh, pre-MLS or even a rung below if it's a different club. But in terms of team names, Los Angeles Salsa has got to be up there in terms of if it was obscure football teams, Los Angeles Salsa 
would be uh, front and centre in our Hall of Fame, a bit like what Tronegild Saltfelt is anyway. After that, Ian Foyer would turn out for New England Revolution. I know them. I know Colorado Rapids as well. Um, in between stints for West Ham, Peterborough, Luton, Rushton and Diamonds, of course, Cardiff, West Ham again, Wimbledon, Derby, Tranmere, Wolves, played 209 league games, 97 of which were at Luton Town, and um, definitely in the foyer, knocking on that door, scraping, trying to get his paper clip through the little uh, unlock the Hall of Fame door. One USA cap as well, which just adds to it, really. <laughs> good enough to play for the USA, not good enough to stay there. And of course, to be fair, goalkeeper, in amongst this time, you've got Brad Friedel, you've got Casey Keller, Tim Howard, etc., etc. If America can do one thing well in the 90s and 2000s, it's churn out goalkeeper after goalkeeper. Um, I'm probably, I think I'm missing a name there. Brad Friedel, Casey Keller, Tim Howard, there's another name that's escaping me. I'm sure someone will uh, let me know. So we start the rest of the podcast off from Dave Mathis and Stefan Stam. What a player. Um, not to be confused with Ronnie Stam, the obscure Wigan defender. And Stefan Stam is an obscure level, even a bit beyond that. I thought he might have been a trick. I thought he might have been a uh, Harchester United player. I know Dave's a big fan of Dream Team, if anyone watched that on Sky One back in the day. <laughs> but no, this is, a re- this is a real footballer. Apologies for any headphone users there. This is a defender. And um, I also know that Dave's a huge Oldham fan, should have realised. He is an Oldham legend, spent between 2004 and 2009 with the Ticks. Also spent time at Yeovil, Hereford, before returning home to the Netherlands, of course, with Den Bosch, Kat Vijk, and beforehand Eindhoven, SV Hausen, AFC, or AFC, who knows how they pronounce them. Um, he's, he's definitely up there. He's definitely up there. And um, Ian Foyer and Stefan Stam, they're pretty much two birds of a feather. <laughs> We move on. Chris Sargent had some pearlers of shouts last time. Um, he's coming up with an absolute peach here as well. Thierry Bonnelaire. All the hallmarks here. Prominent in the 90s, which he was. He played for Nantes when Nantes were a very good team. Auxerre were a very good team too. Lille as well. Then he turned out for a provincial UK club. Nottingham Forest, 1997 to 2000. Sort of lurching between First Division and Premier League there. 71 appearances, so not too bad there from uh, Thierry Bonnelaire. Great name as well. Um, and then you've got the the ultimate hallmark of sloping off to retire somewhere completely random. FC's Zurich. Three appearances as well, which adds to it. The little, the less appearances when you retire to go retire somewhere else. And it's got to be somewhere that's not MLS, China, Middle East, perhaps. Somewhere completely just throwing a dart at a globe. FC Zurich is 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 that really. It's not a retirement home, it's just it's just a, a football team that exists. Three appearances between 2000 and 2001 for Thierry Bonnelaire. Bonnelaire. He's, he's in there, and he's, he's alongside your Ian Foyers, your Stefan Stams. We, we, uh, we'll, uh, we'll think about that one as we move on. Might be a bit of a difficult episode to uh, get a Hall of Fame trio here. Anglo-Italian podcast. They've come in with, I'm very disappointed actually, Marion Pahas. Spelled Marion, I think it's Marion's, but everyone's, everyone says Marion. That's Forgivable. I, I get caught out by that all the time. But Marion Pahas, legend, absolute legend at Southampton. Peak Premiership player, early 2000s. I think he wore the number 35. Him and James Beattie, 
Matt Letizia in behind. Oh, my God. Those are only rivaled by the Coventry Subaru days of 1997 and Gordon Strachan. What a play. I was, to be fair, I've been um, watching the 1998-1999 Premier League highlights for an upcoming podcast. Um may have already happened, but I think it's upcoming. <laughs> I think it might be next week. Um, and Marion Parha scores a double to save Southampton on the final day. Um and I, I knew him anyway, but um, an explosive Latvian forward, one of the uh, the very best. The streets won't forget that type of player that people tend. To, that's the phrase people tend to use in it. That's these peak streets won't forget avenues. People won't misremember. Anyway, we move on. Barstoolers podcast again. Another not obscure footballer because, and I've not been doing the rules recently. If you're a Manchester United player. In the 21st century, there's probably very, very, very few that get past me. Minutio, what a player. Well, not what a player, but what a player (laughs) in the same vein. Always in my second string on FIFA 10 or whatever for them tricky league cup matches against your Northamptons or Yeovils. Um, A player like that who's just never got a chance in the uh, real world with United. Maybe he's played a couple of games. I think he may have scored one goal in a league cup game, typically. Um, but uh, in the fantasy world of football manager and FIFA, he was always in my second string before I'd signed all the wonder kids and the regions or new gens or whatever you want to call them. But uh, Minutia, unfortunately, because I'm a Man United fan, um, definitely not obscure, unfortunately, sorry. Check out their podcast and the Anglo-Italian podcast as well. Two very good podcasts there. And Dan Murray, 2401, comes in with Sean Dundee. And I, I think he's probably the most suggested not got a good run of it so far. Three, three, uh, in, not obscure in a row. Um, he's the most, this, this is the thing with Sean Dundee. He, I uh, liken him to the film The Room, if you've ever seen The Room, not Room, which is a very good film, The Room. Um, so bad, it's good. So obscure, he's not obscure anymore. If you get what I mean, like uh, Ali Dyer never really was obscure, was he? Because the story being retold again and again and again. Sean Dundee, I think he's a slight rung below that, but... He's got to the point where his German citizenship, where he was going to become a German national player um, because of the dearth of talent that Germany had up front into the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Playing for Liverpool as well. He's become such a shout that I might mute Sean Dundee, the word Sean Dundee on um, on Twitter. And it's probably my own fault because um, I accompanied the call out for the call to action from you Twitter followers and anybody who's uh, on Twitter there and um, on YouTube that uh, we need some obscure footballers for this recent episode of the Obscure Footballer and obviously I attached a picture of Sean Dundee because he's the he's the poster boy for this podcast, he really is. And um, yeah, he's, he's so obscure that he's not obscure anymore. Everyone knows who he is, I, I'd like to think anyway. Anyway, we'll move on from that debacle. We've got an absolute perler from Tom Moore, 0044-1129. Juan Cobian, now we're talking, um, born in Buenos Aires, a right-back turned midfielder, played for Boca Juniors, probably the, don't want to offend any River Plate, massive fans out of there, probably the biggest club in Argentina, and then for whatever reason, comes to Britain, because of course, if you're a right-back turned midfielder, born in Buenos Aires, bit of flexibility about you, played in Boca, the atmosphere's there in the Super Classico with River, Sheffield Wednesday is your next destination because, of course, it is nine Premier League games there for you. And then zero games at Charlton, at least, in the league in 1999 when I 
presume it was when they came up for the first time in the Premier League. Then goes to Aberdeen for three SPL games between 99 and 2000. Swindon, of course, just whittling down the rest of his career now. Four games. Linares, Club Almagro for a further nine games between 2003 and 2009. One hell of a career, especially the the promise of Boca in the mid-90s, just after Diego Maradona's retired. And then to... Uh, to uh, yeah, come to Sheffield Wednesday in Charlton Athletic. No offence to those, but uh, compared to uh, La Bombonera, Hillsborough and the Valley just um, don't cut it, apparently. And uh, Juan Cobian, he's in the foyer, he's in the foyer with Stam, Foyer, Bonalaire. I mean, wow, we've got a heated, heated um, competition for this uh, for these three. <laughs> three Hall of Fame places that really don't mean anything in the real world. Anyway, United 16-bit comes in with an absolute peach. Solomon Olembe. Obscure, obscure, definitely. He sent me a picture of um, a player in the Leeds United 2003-4 kit. Um, I'm not sure if they used it when they went down, but he had the Premier League badge on, like his Stone Islander. But um had a number beginning with two to go on. I could see there was another number, so I just went straight to the uh, no clues whatsoever. I could I could guess this from without using reverse image search. Went to their Wikipedia page for that season. There he is, Solomon Olembe, number 20. I think it was six in the end. Um, I'm sure Leeds fans will correct me on that. 64 caps for Cameroon, like we were saying earlier. I don't think Cameroon are at that level, although Cameroon in that sort of time frame, 1997 to 2007, when he got those caps, were very, very good. Probably the best African team about. I mean, you could have an argument for Nigeria, could have an argument for Senegal, Egypt, but Cameroon won the uh, AFCON twice in a row and did a kind of okay at the World Cup as well on a couple of occasions. Should not be obscure, but somehow, to me, I think he is... Couldn't, I think mean, he may be slightly a bit before my time, but but um, he did play five years at Nantes, five years at Marseille, probably two of people who's a bit older who probably caught him in the Champions League, for example, would have played there for Nantes and Marseille. He arrived in the hellhole that was Leeds United 2004 when obviously they were going down into the uh, Championship and, of course, had a loan spell in Qatar before um, Wigan, of course. You'd come back from Qatar and you'd want to go to Wigan, wouldn't you? And then uh, stints in the Mediterranean with um, teams in Turkey and Cyprus before finally retiring in 2010. Probably probably a bit of a um, a blind spot for me, but um, he's obscure. Whether or not he's in the foyer or not, um, let's call it now, let's call it. Ian Foyer and Thierry Bonnelaire. I think we'll put them in the Hall of Fame so I, I can sort of get to on the board there um, because I'm struggling to think of three that are just absolutely standing out here. Ian Foyer and Thierry Bonnelaire going forward. That's two. We need one more. And we're about we're about halfway through, so maybe we might have to displace one of those. George Spencer comes in with Joe Keenan, which is obscure because if you type in Joe Keenan, it takes you to a different person whatsoever. So you have to go to the, the fabled disambiguation pages and it has four Joe Keenans. So you go through them one by one. One's a politician. One, well, was a politician, sorry. Um, born in the 19th century, not around anymore. One was a thermodynamicist, yeah. One's a screenwriter whose um, credits are Fraser, Desperate Housewives and Glee. So not the type of stuff that I watch, but um, yeah, fair enough. Um, and the other is our Joe Keegan. 
um, a Chelsea Academy star, two Premier League appearances between 2002 and 2006. Then he scoured the planet, really, for another football club. Vestalo in Belgium, Willem Twee in the Netherlands, Melbourne, victory, of course, in uh, Australia. Back to the UK with Hibs before returning quickly to Australia, South Melbourne and Adelaide United. One hell of a career, one hell of a career in the foyer. He's in the foyer for that second, for that third spot now. Now we go to two names where, well, I mean, John A. Townley suggests Malcolm Christie. Now, not obscure, not obscure. Provided just a picture with um, a player, Derby, 2001-2002 shirt. Pedigree, the big uh, V-neck with it, Araya, is that how you pronounce it? One of the, that, That's the kit manufacturer. And if someone said to me, Derby 2001-2002, name me a player, first one would be Malcolm Christie. <laughs> Just what a player. Then I think he must have had some sort of like contractual obligation to Araya because then he moved to uh, Middlesbrough, who were also manufactured their kits by them. And uh, yeah, Along with Marion Paz, if I had one of those, if I had like a really, just like an an off-colour Premier League eleven from 99 to uh, 2004, Malcolm Christie, Marion Paz, that would be my front two, genuinely. I'm not just saying that. Uh, but yeah, they'd be in there. I love Malcolm Christie back in the day. Not obscure, unfortunately. Um, played for a derby team. We were a bit of a, bit of a bogey team for Man United, my team, um, back in the day. A lot of draws at Pride Park, and I think he scored in one of them in the 2-2 in 2002, I think, maybe. Anyway, not obscure, sorry. And then Joe 0865-4652. I hope that's not you. any sort of, like, sensitive number there, Joe. But uh, a Maori Bischoff, now for most, like a Joe Keenan, obscure. But for me, not obscure because I think he got came at the right time because any player who popped up in academy of a huge club between 2007 and 2014-ish, sort of around that time, can't be obscure because of, well, basically football manager. I probably wouldn't be able to pick him out of a police lineup. I probably wouldn't have, I can't remember a time where he's wowed me with a bit of skill or a game that I've even seen him in. Um, Joe says he came on for 10 minutes, looked decent, never heard of again, which, you know, fits the bill, but I've heard of him, unfortunately. <laughs> heard of him because I remember that insanely good Arsenal Academy team with your Henri Lonsbury's, your Jack Wilshers, that sort of, you know, Forest area was either. I'm pretty sure he was there. Carlos Vela, of course, this was around 2008, 9, 10, that sort of era. And I think Kamari Bischoff might have been there, might have come a bit later on. But uh, yeah, I mean, sorry, Joe, but he, by any other metric, he probably is obscure. But uh, fortunately, just came at the right time for me to uh, know his name through mindless scrolling of Academy teams, which... Uh, probably a register for that isn't there neb doubts here puts greg shannon so obscure he didn't have a wikipedia purge so i had to venture outside my comfort zone really um worldfootball.net i had a look on and um bit of a i don't know let's, let's just go through my notes and it's hard to pick apart what's going on here let's be honest judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the chumba life is for everybody so go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We can agree between the couple of pages I've been on that he had spells in Northern Ireland. Linfield between 2002 and 2007. Crusaders, 0708. Five years stint at Coleraine and apparently is the Carrick Rangers goalkeeper at the minute despite would have been probably about mid-40s. Which for a goalkeeper, I mean, it's not out of the realms of possibility, but there's nothing between 2016 and 2021. Had a League Cup appearance, apparently, with Halifax Town in 2000. So then I go to Transfermarkt, which is probably more of a reliable source for people moving around, I guess, um, and try to configure their website. Um, Wakehurst, up until 2002, I presume, Academy. Don't have a start date on that one. Linfield, 2002-2007. Crusaders, 2007-2008. So that corroborates the uh, information on the other website. Then it just changes completely. Carrick, Rangers, 2008-10. Lan 2010-2013. Coleraine, 2013-2015. Luff Hall, 2013-2015 as well. Gleber, Rangers, 2015. No Halifax Town stint. Ballyclare 2015-16. I'm inclined to believe transfer marked, um, but Greg Shannon will be, will be forever be an international man of mystery, or rather an Irish man of mystery there. Uh, whether it's Hall of Fame worthy, um, definitely in the foyer, but uh, we've got a couple of players knocking on that door. We'll, uh, we'll see how we uh, end this episode, shall we? Neb Doubt here comes in with another beauty, really, let's be honest. Kim Heiselberg. Wikipedia says a Danish retired footballer who now works as a pig farmer, which is absolutely music to my ears, really, when you think of it. And is better to come, really, to be fair. 95-97, Eggsberg in uh, Netherlands, 23 appearances there. A total of zero league appearances for Sunderland between 97-98, another one of these. And um, Swindon Town, one appearance in 2000, and then that's it. Five years decided I sod this I'm going to become a pig farmer which is something that um, Johan Cruyff tried until he lost all his money famously um, and obviously Kim Heiselberg's found no such problems in the pig farming industry because apparently he's still doing it unless his uh, Wikipedia page is hasn't been updated and he's scoring goals by the bucket load for um, I don't know Randers maybe but he's a defender so maybe not Hall of Fame worthy, straight up. The pig farmer bit, really, and the fact that you go from Denmark to England, the fact that there's a, a two-year gap between the zero appearance at Sunderland and the one appearance at Swindon, which is just mystery, which is even better. Um, so we'll uh, provisionally put him in the Hall of Fame there, which means we've got three names, Heiselberg, Alembe, Bonnelaire, Foyer. We've got four, haven't we? So that's hard. I think Alembe probably isn't there, is he? Let's be honest. Playing for Marseille and Nantes, he's a bit too good. Um, Bonnelaire, Foyer. Foyer, Foyer. Ian Foyer, Kim Heiselberg and Thierry Bonnelaire. Are there three at the minute, but let's see if we can uh, see if we can unseat some of those with our next few suggestions. K 
Keel Watson comes in with Stefano Santini, which is definitely obscure because the well, I, well, I don't know if it's disqualified or not. Let's be honest. The first return on Google is for a clinical director on LinkedIn who works in Gravesend. So let's move on. There's a May 2018 interview about him playing at a beach soccer club, which I found in Google Images. Um, seems like he just plays beach football, which isn't football. So unfortunately, he's um, disqualified unless we've been mixed up here in terms of... I tried a number of spellings, none really came out um, the way to, prov to provide a professional footballer that Keel Watson might have suggested here. Maybe I've been looking down the wrong avenues. Maybe beach football does count, but um, for now, for now, let's uh, let's disqualify him. <laughs> so we've got a few more suggestions before we wrap this up. Supernova Dragon suggests uh, Luke Chadwick, and again, it's the uh, it's the Manchester United thing, isn't it? Manucho, um problem. No chance. And to be fair, Luke Chadwick had a semi-successful career at United, albeit brief, did win a Premier League title. So there you go. Um, outside of the media taking the piss out of him for his looks or whatever, um, had a fairly decent run of it a few years at United where he was on the fringes of the first team like your Ronnie Wallworks, but more successful. And um, probably had a better post-career life. Um, anyway, semi-handy, probably unrealised potential Probably had a bit of a potential to play for England. I'm not sure if he did. I'm pretty sure he didn't make England. Um, but yeah, early 2000s, not obscure for me. He probably, if he'd have been like five years older, I probably might not have remembered him, like a Ralph Milne or whatever. But um, definitely, yeah, definitely not obscure for me. I came at the right time there in terms of United. Derek Cleary suggests Nicky Pabath. <laughs> right, I'll tell you. Let's have another run up at that one. <laughs> Derek Cleary suggests Nicky Papa Valacio, still not got that, but that's probably about as good as I'm what I'm going to get, to be honest. Cypriot with 38 caps for the nation between 1990 and 1999, has managed all over the med, played there as well, Apollon Limassol, 96 to 2000, Anathorsis, 2000 to 2002, before they got really good. Do you remember those glory days of Anathorsis? Famagusta, when they were in the uh, the Champions League group stages for one year, I think it was... We're 0506, 0607, somewhere around that. Um, he would retire at Apoel Nicosia, 2002-2003. Really, born two years too early in terms of the Cypriot football boom period. We can all remember Apoel Nicosia some 10 years on being in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. But the kicker, it's not just his, you know, I'm sure Derek didn't suggest him for his career in Cyprus. It's the seven-game Premier League stint in 1993-94 with Newcastle United, of course. Newcastle newly promoted. Probably just um, just get some European talent, see if he's good. If he's good, he's good. Um, <laughs> that's your analysis there. Fluky Stargazer suggests Bjork Vame. Vame is K-Vam. Um, I'm going to go with Bjorn Vame. Um, yeah, he's obscure either way. Um, Norwegian lad from Trondheim. So, of course, he's part of that legendary Rosenberg squad. Because Rosenborg, Rosenborg, rather. Rosenborg are from Trondheim in Norway, if you didn't know. We've uh, been going through the, the the Champions League from around 95, 96, haven't we? Um, and Rosenborg are just one of them teams that you just... They're there every time. They don't really do much, but... Uh, They've got a couple of legends in there that we're quite fond of. Um, more on that one as we move on through the Le Grandes Equipes volume um, at the end of the season. 
He had six years at Rosenborg, then he went to Liverpool, had a dizzying 45 games for them in the Premier League, which is quite decent, really, when you think about it. I mean, he probably probably right before I started watching football. But his latter career, Saint-Étienne, Real Sociedad, also in the Champions League, Bastia in front. And then back to Rosenborg, only one Norwegian cap. But I think he's just about, a bit like Alembe, Solomon Alembe there suggested earlier, bit too much of a respectable career for this Hall of Fame. So I want, that is a compliment I'm saying. Too good to be in this Hall of Fame, which is by no means a um, disparaging remark on the Hall of Fame worthy names that we've already added to this uh, <laughs> mindless podcast, let's be honest. FT LOL podcast, fantastic podcast. Check them out on um, anywhere where you get podcasts, really. Um, they've suggested Ibra Sakai, Sakaya, Sakaja. He's a Ugandan footballer, which is uh, a fantastic start, let's be honest, with uh, one England under-16 cap, which is even better. Started life off at Crystal Palace, played there for three years, played two games, scored once, a decent return. <laughs> decent return. And then, um, aside from stints at MK Dons, Barnet, Inverness, Caledonian, Thistle and Livingston, a bit of a non-league journeyman, Kettering, Bromley, Braintree, they always go to Braintree, Hemel Hempstead, Dulwich Hamlet, and he's there today. Second stint there, but in between those stints, Bognor Regis, Haven't and Water, Louisville, Gosport, Maidenhead, and Dulwich Hamlet again. If he was about in the 90s, and he did what he did, I think he'd be right in the Hall of Fame. Maybe he had a few more Premier League games for Crystal Palace in sort of like a 94-95 season when they were at that time. He'd be right in the Hall of Fame. I think because his career's bit recent I'm not sure we can admit him into the Hall of Fame but he's close he's close he's but he, he's not got the the pig farmer thing going for him like Kim Heiselberg has has he <laughs> he's not got that going for him he's uh yeah let's um let's put him on the back burner we've got one more Willsey355 on Twitter says Eric Meyer now Another absolutely shocking Liverpool purchase at the end of the 90s here. Played 24 Premier League games as a striker. Scored a grand total of one goal. And um, there's a poll. I can't remember when this poll must have gone out. Maybe it coincided with the Champions League win in 2005. 100 players who shook the cop. Eric Meyer is ranked 99th. Now that's surely a piss take. <laughs> surely. Maybe he had a bit of a good stint. I certainly can't remember. Maybe, um, maybe Liverpool fans may... Well, correct me and be right for doing so. I don't know. He's got one cap for the Dutch national team in 1993, presumably a friendly, or maybe he played in that game that knocked England out. Who knows? Then toured the Netherlands with Fortuna Sittard twice, Eindhoven, PSV, MVV, and um, Royal Antwerp before found his name at Erdingen in, um, in Germany. And, of course, Bayer Leverkusen, presumably plays a couple of Champions League games for Leverkusen. Then goes on to play for the mighty Preston North End because just to throw another spanner in the works that is called your career, Hamburg and then Alemania Aachen, which is probably most famous for me that it's twinned with a nearby town here, Halifax, and probably because, probably more so around the world because uh, Kai Havertz is from there. So, um, yes. Right, we've got a lot of thinking to do. Kim Heiselberg, you're in the Hall of Fame. Pig Farmer, five years a career, some spent in Denmark, some spent in <laughs> in the northeast of England. Right on the books there, definitely. Solomon Alembe probably had too much of a good career. Now I think about it. Thierry Bonnelaire, 
non-togs there, all in the 90s, probably a bit too much, although the forest bit is is quite good, isn't it? Um, Ian Foyer, definitely in there, definitely in there. Los Angeles Salsa, for one, I mean, come on, has to be in there. (laughs) And then you've got... I'm going to go for Stefan Stam, you know. I'm going to go for Stefan Stam. Five years at Oldham, only to then, you know, tour his homeland, um, the Netherlands, of course. Stefan Stam, Ian Foyer, and who was the other one? I've forgotten him already. Is that good? Kim Heiselberg. And those are our, our <laughs> May 2022 picks for the Hall of Fame. If your pick didn't get inducted, I mean, it's not, it's not too deep. It's... Um, offensive if anything um but uh we've got some good names in there beyond beyond vame ibra sakaja they're both hall of fame worthy not any other day really any other podcast they would have been allowed but you got to beat what you in front of you unfortunately <laughs> any other any other uh, cliches there that we can possibly forensically apply to this anyway that's another episode of the obscure footballer in the can is our final one of the uh, of the season. Now, if you follow the podcast, you might know we're going on a bit of a um, summer break, and uh, we'll be providing you with Patreon teasers. We'll be doing. Well, we've got a couple of podcasts before the season's out. Anyway, we've got um, a couple of Barclays, a couple of Legrandes and Keeps episodes, but we'll be going on a bit of a uh, a break before the season resumes in August. But until then, we've got Patreon teasers and stuff. Stuff that will. Uh, we do usually on the Patreon, what if football there, £1 a month, if you hadn't already known, 4p per piece of content, but uh, we'll be there, we'll be still here as well, and um, we'll be back in the uh, in the new season with all the stuff that you like, the Barclays, some more obscure football, I'm sure we'll churn out another few episodes before the year's out, but until then, thank you very much for listening, and if you support the channel with uh, YouTube and this podcast, thank you very much, and also the Patreon, of course. Until next time, Sibby. Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.